welcome. It's UK Cowboys TV Season 1, Episode 32, the post-Thanksgiving game and the uh, pre-game for uh, another Thursday night game that we've got this week. So we're doing another special again. Uh, so back-to-back specials, uh, you lucky, lucky people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, first of all, I'm going to ask you guys, how was your Thanksgiving last week? Uh, we're not going to talk about the game, just about the day. I was working, so it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was yours great. Did you have a drink or two, or was it relatively quiet for you? Yeah, relatively quiet. And a couple of whiskeys. That was about as outrageous as it got. Um, Being a new father's kind of... (laughs) My my playboy lifestyle at the moment, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well... um, we had quite the night. I'm not sure if you've seen the pictures, but even when Jonesy came over, uh, so we had a bit of a taste of Thanksgiving over here. We had a, a group of different, play, uh, you know, mates of mine who are uh, affiliated with various teams. Um, but Dallas Cowboys uh, have the most, with myself, my brother, and Jonesy all year representing the Cowboys. But of course, we lost, so I had the rip taken out of us for most of the night, which meant then I just <laughs> drank more and I fell asleep. Um, But uh, yes, before we get into the uh, Bills game, uh, quick injury update. So this week, um, we've got a couple of DMPs who haven't uh, participated in training uh, so far this week. That's uh, Leighton Van Resch, Antoine Woods, Jeff Heath, Randall Cobbs turned up. Um, So I've checked that out. He's ill. Um, He's he's feeling a bit down. we don't know what particular type of illness, but hopefully he'll be back. And the other one is Lyle Collins, who's turned up as well. Um, so, yeah, quite a couple of key players there uh, for us who've turned up. Um, mm-hmm. But on the back of some injury updates, we've also got news that's hot off the press that's just turned up. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, he has been fired. They've let him go. What do you guys make of that then? I'm not surprised. They're a talented roster, and um, he's he's wasting he's going to waste the best years of Christian McCaffrey when he's getting him for free. Yeah. Uh, the fact the fact they don't know what they're going to be like with their quarterback next year, whether they're going to let Cam Newton walk um, or go Kyle Allen, who has been terrible in the last four or five games. I don't know. I think the big change is coming in Carolina. Yes, I totally agree with you there. Uh, from what I've heard. Um... Cam Newton's gone. That's him done. He's going to no longer be a Panther. Like He's literally played his last game in Carolina, from what I've heard. Yeah. Whether the head coach changed that, that, yeah. that could change. But from what I've heard, no, that's it. He's done. Um, but talking on losses, um, we had to sit through last week's Thanksgiving game and watch the Cowboys lose again. Um, now, we'll, we'll break the game down. Uh, but first of all, I'll start with you, Graham. Who is your offensive MVP for this game? <laughs> I know it was Thursday. Uh, I think you have to go with Cole Beasley. Oh, no, that's right. Um, <laughs> it probably, probably a Mary Cooper. Either that or Ezekiel Elliott. Um, 
Yeah, Zeke did have a good game. Um, yeah, our, our our guy, our main guys turned up. Um, Zeke five point nine per carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sixty six through the air. Um, yeah, fantastic game from him. I mean, we, we've all we've all talked about um, the footage that's leaked from AT and T that. Um, it was Zeke Elliott was one of the vocal voices in the in the locker room, and you can see why. When you turn up to Thanksgiving, put in 130 odd yards of um, on the ground and, and through the air, you turn up and your teammates don't. You're you're perfectly entitled to have a pop. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. With, looking at it, I'm gonna go with Zeke Elliott. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm actually with, more with you when you said uh, Amari Cooper, purely based off the fact that uh, the game before he was he, he put up a donut. So to come back and then wangle yeah. that, you know, he nearly broke the hundred yard mark um, for the Cowboys. So quite impressive. But for you, uh, Bright, who have you got as the offensive MVP? Big fat zero. No one. No one. Okay, no that's one. fair enough. So, I mean, <laughs> looking at that then, I mean, obviously you're going to be talking in terms of the production that we had. Now, the, the production we actually had, if you look statistically, yards and all the rest of it, totally fine. But it's scoring, um, which was the issue for us. So for you, lack of production in that terms, where did that, um, basically, where did that come, why did that happen for you? What was there a lack of? For me, and I've been saying it for weeks now, and I'm, I'm, I, I, I know I sound like a broken record at this stage. The O line, they just have not okay. turned up. You know, and I know, I know, we got into this a couple of weeks ago and said they've been great in the passing game, and they have, but that's because the game's already gone away from them, and they're having to, they're having to pass block. Um, you know, like if they're not opening up the gaps for Zeke, what's the point of having? A ninety million dollar running back running behind them, you know. We said yes. We said it's going to be a tough, tough sledding. But the first years we gave the ball to Zeke. He ran for fifty three yards in that first series, and we stopped and just went away from it. You know, no. I, I I said it last week, and Steve Mountford got on to me. He was there, like, you know, you said it on the podcast. Run the ball, run it, run it, run it. Fifty three yards, and we stopped. Doesn't make sense to me. It is weird, especially when the Bills were defense was co- totally um, inept at stopping the run at that point. They, they passed the defense was doing okay, but it seemed to be the run defense. But um, turning to you, Graham, the Bills defense is it really that good? I mean, at the moment they rank third in the rankings. Are they that good, or was it just that our offense was subpar in this particular game? No, I think they are. I think they are. Um, I have to agree with Brian. Our, our offensive line let us down badly. But mm. that's... Take nothing away from the Bills. That's a good defence. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I watched... Um, I think it was Patriots at Bills. Um, and they, they stood up to Brady. They stood up to Brady and kept him quiet. I mean, this was... It was a while ago. It was week three or four. I forget. Yeah, yeah. Really taken aback by by the D by their D, and um, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's a fluke that they're nine and three. Um, it, do you know it's funny that they kind of strike as 
Cowboys of 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Ask Josh Allen to open the game up run the ball and play good defence and don't turn the ball over. That's what, yeah. that's what we used to be like. And there you have it, they're 9-3. So they, they get the fundamentals right and they don't turn the ball over. And their record is speaking volumes. Yeah. I mean, what's ironic is the way the Patriots are playing right now, um, the Bills could actually, for the first time in quite a long time, take the AFC East. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the the, the Bills, um, which is one of the things they've been talking about, is that their um, their schedule is very light. They have played a lot of easy teams, but you can only play the guys ahead of you know who were on your list at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, but sticking with the defense, um, who's your defensive MVP, Graham? We'll go with you first. <coughs> Let you have the easy one. <laughs> um. I'm going to go with Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for the two sacks. Uh, mm. I think the, and the, they also got two tackles for loss as well. We, yeah. we've, we've been giving them a hard time for, um, you know, turnovers and all that kind of stuff. It's maybe not a turnover, but he got to, he got to Allen and he got to Singletary. So, uh, yeah. he turned up at least. He was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Bright, uh, your defensive MVP? <laughs> Again, I'd say no one, but I mean, Jordan Lewis got good shout, and I think Demarcus had a reasonable game. Yeah, but, yeah, that's fine. You yeah, know, yeah. Not, not, not huge. Like, I mean, he didn't affect the game as much as he would have hoped. Um, and I think we're beginning to see what Brian Broadus was talking about a couple of weeks ago when we had him on that the production seems to be waning from Robert Quinn. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be making the numbers. And, you know, we brought in Michael Bennett, had a good start, but numbers seem to be waning again. So it's it's a concern that Tank seems to have to do everything um, from the defensive end. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in terms of the Cowboys' defense, um, so obviously there was the issue of us not stopping the run. Um, then they couldn't stop the intermediate passes. So I ask you this one, Bry: um, Is this Cowboys' defense, as we were told in training camp and uh, preseason, that the Cowboys' defense is looking strong? It's looking like the strength of the team. Is that the case? Or would you say the Cowboys' defence is actually the issue this year? I wouldn't say it's the issue. I think, again, and referring back to Brian Broadus, he did say to us at the time, he said he he overrated the defence coming out of OTAs. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, the secondary went for it against uh, the first-team offence in the passing game. They got interceptions they got knockdowns you know it was it was iron sharpens iron but it just seemed to be this year that, that you know we've we say it ad nauseum the lack of defensive tackles is killing us it's putting pressure on the linebackers who were then having to try and come in like you could see Jalen was having yeah. to come down into the into the box to make a huge impact and he, guys just went past him you know, he'd a, he'd, a, he'd a poor day himself. And when you're lacking Van Der Esch beside him as well, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, 
it's the whole cohesiveness that was there last year. You know, as we said, those fingertip tackles that Leighton Van Der Esch was making last year, the Jalen was wrapping up, guys. It's not there this year. And what that causes then is pressure on the back end. And because we allow space, those intermediate passes were being popped off left and right. You know, I mean, we said it on the show last week, you know, let's make Josh Allen throw intermediate passes, short passes. He did. Yeah. He had a great game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ridiculous. He actually had a better QBR than Dak. Yeah, you know, and we said he can't throw an intermediate ball. Yeah, well, broken watch can be broken. It can be right. <laughs> no, he is. He's he's coming on. He is coming on yeah. slowly. You know, for it's his second year, sophomore slump, as they say with quarterbacks. But he seems to be just chugging along slowly, nicely. But Graham, in terms of the final piece of the puzzle for the Cowboys, special teams, uh, is that now a concern as well? <sighs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How can it how can it not be? Um God I miss Dan Bailey. <laughs> really, you know, it's just years years ago when, when Bailey was in his prime, um there were times where I'd go up and go and get another beer or whatever when we decided to kick the field goal. You didn't have to see it. You knew it was three points, you knew it was the extra point. It was it was tacked just tack it on. You know, why even bother? Nowadays, toss a coin, whether he makes it or not. You know, it's, it's um there was there was there was even one um tipped, you know, and it just it just seemed to be the icing on, on the cake. You know, you, even if it was on target, it's still not getting there. You know, yeah. no wonder no wonder they tried out uh, a few kickers on Sunday, or so the story goes. Yeah. Um no, 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 no confidence in Brett Maher at all. Um, nah, and to touch on to touch on the receiving side, yeah. um, Tavon Austin, average, average mm-hmm. player. See for see for being. I remember years ago, um, Jeff Fisher gave him a bumper deal. Uh, it was heavily featured in Hard Knocks, and you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Why exactly? Across the league, we're seeing a drop in kick returns and punt returns and so on. And yeah. you don't, you know, catch the ball, Tavon, and just get us the five yards. Just, you know, that, that's what you expect out of him. You don't expect him to break two or three tackles and be off to the races. So that that hurts as well. It's all, yeah. it's all segments of being so inconsistent and... Um, I, I would I would continue to look for a kicker because no confidence in Mahar at all and it spreads it spreads like wildfire. See when see when you're sending out a guy that you know is not gonna get the job done, you're thinking to yourself, why why what are we doing this for? Why are we here? Um I mean there was there was two kicks in particular that I can remember that um that got us behind. You had those you had those two points, those two kicks on and we're inside the score. You know, so yeah, you you could say it's only three points. It's only the extra point. It all adds up. Yeah, and it's just it's it was appalling, really yeah. appalling. 
I mean, when you look at it on the other side, look at a team like New England, right? I was having a butchers at this. New England, they've got four pro bowlers, right, that play on their special teams. Yeah. Yeah. Four of them. And he's just like, well, there you go. There's your answer. Because at the end of the day, if you're winning, so you've got three-party team, your offense, defense, special teams. If you're winning two of the battles of them, you're going to win the game. Essentially, yeah. and that's what the, the, the Patriots have basically gone down the road of going, right, let's make our special teams and our defense, you know, the thing that will always win us the game. And <laughs> it's working for them. And we seem to be the opposite. We've got the offense, uh, and the other sides don't seem to be clicking. Um, now, I've got um, some uh, coaching questions and some stuff from the mailbag. If we do that at the end, Bri, yeah, uh, and you take over for the pre game side, taking over from. Lauren's duties, our old LDW, who's yes. uh, missing in action today uh, on Mother Duties. So if you take over, mate, and um, let's have a look at the beers uh, this Thursday, mate. Absolutely. So shout out to LDW. We miss you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So looking at the beers, we're heading up to Windy, Chicago. Yes. We're expecting 45 degrees. <sighs> um, bears are on a two-game winning streak. Yeah. Um, Things are looking up for them. We're both six and six. Mm-hmm. And it's a case of how and where are we going to win this game? Like, I, I kind of had a look at the numbers before we came on. Offensively, we are walking all over them. But we, oh, yeah. we both seem to have the same problem. We can't score. So how are we going to win this game? Who's going to win it for us? If you want to take it away, Mike. Okay. Um, so... I I mean, the good thing is, is Trubisky has this inability to be able to pass to the left. Whenever he he throws the ball to the left, it seems to go wrong. Um, So, I mean, the the big thing for us on defence in stopping it, um, I mean, they've got David Montgomery, who's quietly getting it done. He's plodding along Mm. nicely. Uh, but the, the the star of the show is Alan Robinson, their wide receiver at the moment. Yeah, just uh, quite close to clocking up a thousand yards on the season. But the good news is, is I think Byron Jones um, is good enough to because I, I think he'll shadow him and he'll follow him around the park. He's good enough to hold him up. The issue we've got is their other wide receiver, Anthony Miller. He's mm. on the moment. He's trending upwards. And the issue we've got is he's quite a big guy. When He, he almost looks like a, a tight end <laughs> who's playing wide receiver. And the issue we've got is if they put Byron over Allen, that means we've got Shadobi trying to play Anthony Miller. And I think that will be the downfall. That will be the hard part. Um, so how we go about it? I think Byron does his job against Allen. The issue will be Shadobi against Anthony Miller. How well Anthony Miller plays depends on how well the Bears play, in, in my opinion. David Montgomery, yeah, he's he's just shy of 600 yards on the season. Yeah. And he's got six touchdowns total on the year that um, yeah. Russian receiving. I think we can do enough to, to, to cough him up. It's going to be on the other side of the field against Jadobi. Yeah. How about yourself, Graham? <clears throat> They're going to have to get to Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's I think that's where where we stifle them. Um, the run game is questionable. 
Yeah. But like Mike says, um, they're 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 gonna their their tactic will be to throw, uh, yeah. and if we can get if we can get some kind of pulse on uh, the D line to get to Jabisky, um I, I watch quite a lot of the NFC North, and yeah. uh, Trubisky struggled. Uh, they were talking, you know, they were giving him um, a lot of stick on commentary for being the, uh, the guy that the Bears traded up to get as opposed to some of the other options so mm-hmm. um, he can be got at I think um, and by also uh, you, you know cold weather football run the ball yeah but doesn't it doesn't fill me with great confidence to be quite honest because uh, that's that's been Cowboys football for a long time now and Let's face it, it's struggling. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to keep the score down and get to Trubisky, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way. Like, I was, ju- I was just having a look at this, just to be preparing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, in, the, in the running game, the Bears' combined running numbers, 952 yards for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zeke Elliott has 990 on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, like, Dak, has or Trubisky is just shy of 2,200 yards, 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Dak, 3,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. You know, when you when you when you stack those numbers up, it, it looks like a no contest. But for some reason, I don't think any of us are filled with any confidence. It's going. We're going to win on Thursday night. I mean, go on, Greg. Go on. You you take it, Greg. We, our defense revives offensive running games. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Jones, who saw Bo Scarborough tear us to bits. I didn't. I didn't see it coming. So, yeah. if I am, if I am an offensive coordinator playing the Cowboys defense, I'm doing one of two things. I'm either throwing underneath, or I'm running the ball between the tackles. Because that seems to be the main area of hurting our, our defence at the moment. So there is a definite blueprint there yeah. to revive your running game. Um, and I hope the Cowboys know this because <laughs> quite a few teams do. Um, oh, they're gonna they're really going to have to turn up and they're going to have to do it quickly. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would agree. Yeah, like... I think I think just the fact that you know, as we said, Aaron Jones went off. Uh, like I think Singletary went off in the game yeah. last yeah. week, and they weren't the only ones. You know, I'm I'm trying to think, but I know we've had it's happened three or four times. We've been, you know, saying Jesus, this team can't run the ball. They've had a day against us, and it's just, yeah. you know, soul destroying. And I think I think it's it's it is that lack of an absolute big fat guy in the middle. That just stuffs it, do you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty as anybody for looking at seasonal stats to try and read games. Just looking yeah. at ours for again, first in offense, first in passing offense. Yeah, Bears are 29th in offense and 28th in passing, but it's yeah. not going to be that far apart. <laughs> yeah, on Thursday we're going to be in a game. Yeah. 
Absolutely, it's it's true. Um, is keeping them in games, which is yeah. big one. And then we thought that they're not doing it as be- as good as we, um, or I say we as everyone was amounting them to be. But what they do do well is ball hawk. Yeah, they recover if, the ball defense. If we, we we'll flip it over to the the, the, the defense now in a, in a minute, mm. but for ourselves, how are we going to win this game? How who is the ball? Who's the ball going to have to go to? Is it going to be a, a game where Zeke runs the ball thirty times, or is it going to be a case of we're going to get ourselves in a hole and Dak's going to have to start throwing? So what I've done is I've been a bit sneaky, uh, uh, you know, looking at this. What I'm saying on offense that we need to do really well is uh, basically Callum Moore needs to play a very clever game. So mm-hmm. I haven't gone for a particular player. I've gone for the play calling. Yeah. Uh, so as Graham was saying, you know, we're in a cold weather environment. The ball's going to be going on the ground. So it's going to be Callum Moore slash the O-line. Okay. That, that's, my, that's my two. That's your key for victory. And what about yourself, Graham? What's your key for victory? Kellen, we're sticking to the run game. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I think. Um, personally, I don't think Kellen Moore trusts the Cowboys' offensive line. Um, I think, it is I think well. he's gone away from it. He's gone away yeah. far too often, mm-hmm. um, especially in the red zone. Um, See, I mean, see, nine times out of ten, two years ago, maybe even three years ago, if you're inside that red zone, give it to Zeke and yeah. start and start counting the points. Yeah. And nowadays, toss a coin. It could yeah. be a pass. It could be a throw. Um, yeah. I, but he's he's very very inexperienced to get to, yeah. to let it to let it unravel. Um, I think is it's it's terrible when you know you consider how solid our our offensive game plan was maybe two or three years ago. Um, I mean, regular listeners to the podcast will know how many times we've given them stick for not splitting Tony Pollard out wide. They do that yeah. and things happen for them. Well, yeah. they just seem to they just seem to unravel and get away from things and. Lose, lose their, lose their, uh, their game plan, and yeah, uh, for me it's going to have to be Kellen Moore and the offensive line yeah. both turning up. Yeah, for the same. Yeah, and if if I pose the question because I think this is kind of something that's that's been floating around. I know it's something that I've I've been questioning for the last couple of weeks in particular. Is do we think? Jason Garrett has taken over play calling or is the case of, you know, Kellen Moore doesn't seem to, as you say, he doesn't seem to trust the O-line and Zeke to do it. Because it seems to me whenever we're playing a team with a losing record, you know, fun stuff happens, you know, things happen in the passing game, things happen in the rushing game. But when it's a tight game, it just seems to be the book gets an awful lot smaller. And it's it's nearly it's back to last season where things seem to be predictable. Mm, I don't I don't think it is. I don't think that's good. He actually came out. Um, I think it was over the weekend and said, you know, look, 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 I leave the play calling. Um, I don't know how much truth is in it. 
I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard to say. Like I've said before, we're not, we don't have a headset, so we don't know who's yeah. doing what. There is a lot of, like you say, a lot of what was reminiscent of last year leaking into this year in terms of things. So it makes you wonder. Um, but going off what Garrett's saying, he's saying, no, I leave the play calling completely um, over to Ken. So I don't know. I don't know in terms yeah. of that. I, I would have to take him at his word and say, no, he's not getting involved. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Graham? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Mike. I yeah. think um, I can see why people are asking. Yeah. But we're yeah. never gonna find out. So yeah. I said after the Patriots game, it's it's a discussion point. I agree, it's a discussion point. Yeah. But the the sword will fall on whoever's making the Jerry knows. Mm. The sword will the sword will fall on whoever's not getting it done because. Yeah. You can argue all you like about Jerry not caring about the record and all that kind of stuff. But mm. see if attendances fall at AT&T, he will absolutely care. <laughs> That's true. You know, mm. I, saw, I saw a post, I saw, um, it was earlier on tonight um, on Twitter, and it said that a Cowboys fan has picked up 50-yard line tickets for $75. I don't know if you'll get into A&T for $75. And if that starts to change, our head coach and our coaching staff will change because, I mean, say whatever you like about the record, but if the Cowboys stop selling out games, Jerry will act. He will absolutely act. Um, For me, I don't think it particularly matters who's calling the offensive plays because... They're, they're both offensive guys, and if they can't yeah. work out between them, then they both deserve to be out on the street, to be quite yeah. honest. Yeah. Agreed. So if we if we flip it over onto the defensive side of the ball, I think I think we, we're all in agreement that the defense <laughs> is definitely the Chicago Bears' um, strong point, so to speak. Um, like they've had 28 sacks this year. Uh Eight interceptions, one return for a touchdown, 12 rumbles, uh, eight of those recovered. You know, they seem to be able to do it in the turnover game. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. They, they, they've got bulldogs. Yeah. Um, you know, they've they got guys, like you say, you know, you've got Haha Clinton Dix, who's taking it, taking one to the house, returning yeah. one to the bank. Um, one thing that has popped up, mind you, this week, which is on the, the, the Bears defense, which is good for the Cowboys, is that one of their cornerbacks, Prince Amuka, Amukamara. <laughs> Amukamara, yeah. <laughs> Try and say that <laughs> a few times fast. Um, he's turned up on the injury port as a, a non participant this week. Yeah. So if that happens, because uh, you've got Carl Fuller over the other side, who's like just, he, I mean, he's been incredible. You know, he's on yeah. 10 half deflections, three interceptions, yeah. uh, shared a load of tackles as well. Um, so Amari Cooper's definitely got his work cut out against him, but it does leave uh, Gallup over the other side quite open. Um, but on defence, the, the, their main guy is probably, you know, one of the more um, newsworthy um, trades that happened last year mm. um, as the Raiders you know, did the yard sale. They got Khalil Mack and, you know, he's he, he's just continuing where he left off with the Rangers and firing on all cylinders. Yeah. So he's going to be the biggest issue. And as Graham was saying, you know, the issue with our O-line, 
Um, you know, the issue we've got is stopping that guy because he's just going to be tearing it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How about yourself, Graham? I mean, Roquan, Roquan Smith is mm, another, yeah. is another yeah. blue chip talent as well. Um, they're in, in my mind, they're very similar to the Bills. Um, you know, you, you play good defense, don't turn the ball over, um, stretch the game with a big arm, and get what you can from the running game. Yeah. Um, the cold weather will suit them. Um, yeah, it's another, it's another <laughs> tough one. There's, there's no getting away from it. Um, yeah. Because they have not given up on the NFC North wildcard spot just yet. No, I don't see them winning the division, but they're in just as good a position as us. I mean, minor miracle that we're top of the NFC East. Um, but oh, I guess that's... They, they, have, they have definitely got their eyes on a, a wildcard spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I think to secure a wildcard spot, they're going to have to nearly win out. Yeah. At this stage yeah. because what you've the the Seahawks and the 49ers at ten and two and the Vikings are at eight and four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's so in the north. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, but um and another name I think this might have popped up on the, the, the list, and I'm not sure if you saw this, Mike, was Akeem Hicks might be out. Okay. That might that might also help. Mm-hmm. Us because you know it might it might allow Zeke a bit more space in the run game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's very good in that, mm-hmm. that in the middle of the defensive line for them. So on our our side, how what are our defense going to do to shut down the Bears? I was saying it's going to be. I think it's going to be on the corners to mm. shut the down. Shut the pass down and let the, the D-line take care of the rest up front. Um, you know, like Graham was saying, I think the easiest way is to, to cut the head of the snake off, if you like, and go straight for Tabriski. You can um, you can get him, get head. That's going to help the corners. So, yeah, I think the, the main one is that, basically, the corner battle. Mm-hmm. Are you any different with that one, Graham? No, pretty much the same. No. I think um, I think at, at this state, late stage in the season, we've kind of we've almost resigned ourselves to not receiving interceptions, let alone yeah. a pick six. You know, the pick six seems to be the holy grail at the moment. <laughs> if if we can get if we can get a pulse from the the, the D line. And get through the biscuit and get get him outside the pocket, get him panicked. Yeah, that's that's the key because I think, like Mike said, if you don't go to if you don't go to Alan Robinson, Anthony Miller will kill you. Mm. So get get to biscuit off spot and flustered seems mm-hmm. to be the only shout because. Um, I mean, oh, famous last words, dare I say it, but their, their running game has stuttered and 
like like I, like what I said in the, uh, in the podcast, we we revive running games, so who knows? <laughs> you know, <laughs> all you all you fantasy players out there, put David Montgomery in your lineup for God's sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think in one of our one, I, th- I think it might be in our um, our UK Cowboys League. I think I have Montgomery and Tariq Cohen in my team, <laughs> and I start one of them every week. And whichever one I leave on the bench goes off. The other one goes <laughs> So maybe I'm going to leave both of them out of the team this week. You need, you need to run some wishbone. <laughs> yeah. Or the wildcat. But on a, on a bit more positive note now that we, we, we there's a few jokes going, let's get a score prediction and a hot take from you both. <sighs> okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, 28-19 to the Cowboys. Okay. And as I was mentioning earlier, Trubisky has this issue when he's thrown to the left of the field. So what happens is in the fourth quarter, he's he's getting a bit flustered. Things are going wrong for him. Throws to the left, not seeing a certain Jordan Lewis hawking around. Not mm. only does he attack the ball, he's got nothing but Greenfield ahead of him. He goes down, scores a pick six. So this is the pick six. Not only does that happen, there's a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty <laughs> afterwards by the Bears because they're so angry at him thrown to the left-hand side of the field again. <laughs> that is my hot take. If that comes off, Mike, I'll buy you a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> I need one for Christmas. <laughs> Graham, take it away. Is that my phone ringing? Um, no, I think um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna be tight. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be positive, and I'm gonna say that we do get to Trubisky because mm-hmm. um, he, he has had that kind of season. Um. Give me a scoreline of 17-10 Cowboys. Um, and do, do you know what? I bet I wouldn't be surprised if we see a resurgence from Brett Maher. Because that's that's just it just it just goes into the season we're having. Yeah. One minute you're a world beater, the next minute you're in the gutter. Yeah. Then you're then you're back to being a world beater again, and we get all excited, and then you're you're back down again. So yeah, I I could see I could see Maher getting at least two field goals. Mm-hmm. You know, and just two field goals and missing an extra point and all that kind of stuff, and just being all over the place and unreliable yeah. as ever. So um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not confident. I'm not confident. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but yeah. it's it's yeah, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold, yeah. and there there was snow during the Packers game. So, um, yeah, or if they can stick, see if, see if they can stick to the run, we'll be fine. Yeah, but I'm not confident. So. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give myself a shout out and a reprimand for last week for suggesting 
we were going to change the turnover battle numbers and we were going to end up in a positive. So <laughs> I'm avoiding that like the plague. But I called it again last week. The Eagles, they didn't disappoint. And the Dolphins beat them. With a punter passing to a kicker. <laughs> yes, that's right, uh, yeah. I mean, only, only the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> and only the Eagles. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, my my score prediction for this week, I'm going to go 17-15 to ourselves to win. Um, a hot take. Oof. Hot take. That gets a touchdown. I reckon that's going to run one in from about 15 yards. Um, so that's 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 my take on it. Hopefully, as I say, that's 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 what turns up. So. We'll throw it back over to Mike with the mailbag anyway. All right, then. I've got some mailbags here for you. Uh, so the first one, Owen, we, we've been touching on it um, briefly. But he's asking, does the Chicago climate play into our hands um, as it's going to force a run game? So is that playing to our strengths or our weaknesses, Gray? Um, weakness. Weakness? Weakness. Two two years ago, I would have said our strength, but not mm. anymore. Yeah, not anymore. See anybody that refers to the Cowboys' offensive line as top five, top ten. Nowadays, they're wrong. Um, no, I think we're going to have to end up throwing. To be quite honest, and I think it's be a combination of things, and that we will start slow, like we always do, and yeah. they will get away from the running game. Um. It, it just it's, it's it's so unsynced at the moment, um, and the the weather's not going to help either. Yeah. I mean, it's not from my knowledge of the of the game. It's not terrible to throw in the cold. I think it, the worst is to throw in the rain. So yeah. if, it start, if it starts raining, and we see Dak on the sideline trying on three pairs of different gloves and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's when we worry. Um, yeah, but I think it's a it's a it's a valid question because our running game is not synced at the moment, and um, that's that's like page one of how to play in the snow is run the ball. So um, if Kellen, like I've said plenty of times tonight, if Kellen Moore can stick to running the ball, we'll probably be all right. But I don't see it happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got one for you, Brian, which actually comes from LDW. Um, she's asking, is Witten holding Jarwin back? I, 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 we talked about this in the group, and I do agree. I think Witten has fallen off in the second half of the season. He's not. He's he is still catching the ball, but I think we saw in some of the games earlier in the season where. Witten started trailing off on his production, or not his production, but his, his snap count. And that yeah. got Jarwin involved, and Jarwin was making plays. And once again, it just seemed to be a case of, in the bigger games, that Witten seemed to come back in, his snap count went back up, production went down. Um, I think this uh, Jarwin is now in season three, and... Um, and we still don't know what we have with him. 
is a concern. The fact that Dalton Schultz is coming up to the end of his second season and we have absolutely no idea what he has. You're now looking at a situation where we don't know if Witten is going to stick around for next season and we might need to draft a tight end. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I, I, for me, I would love to see Jaron get a chance over these last four games. Realistically, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think our head coach will allow it to happen. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going there. Yeah, we we were visited by two ghosts on Thursday. Oh yeah, the ghost of receivers past. Yeah. Cole Beasley coming to tear us to bits, and the ghost of receivers present, and that Jason Witten is not the Tony Romo Witten connection that we all remember. Yeah. Um, and I, I was guilty of it, just like everybody else. I thought 82 is coming back and he's going to have a 800-yard season with eight touchdowns and so on. Um, I just wonder if the season's catching up with him now. You know, But yeah. he did have a relatively good game. Yeah. 42 and a touchdown is, is quite good for a, a tight end in the league at the moment, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you want to be ascending rather than descending. So, yeah, it's again, it's another valid question. But it's keeping Blake Jarwin on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, um, and like you say, it might come to a point where we need to spend draft capital uh, this year when obviously there's there's bigger needs out there. But for this week, guys. Hold on. Oh, I've 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 a question for you, Mike. Okay. <laughs> so we we all know who my favorite cowboy is, anyway. But have recent games highlighted the importance of Jeff Heath, not just in the in the defensive side of the game, but also on special teams? Like we all yeah. know, he is a special teams ace. He's probably the best special teams player we have. Yeah. Are we missing Jeffy? That was going to be, when you said that, the first thing that popped into my head was special teams. Because, yeah. I mean, he's a brilliant gunner. You know, he gets yeah. up there. And, on you know, especially when you look at him on kickoffs. You always mm-hmm. look first guy. Because it, 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 you'd be surprised. Although he has lost a step this year, I would say, he is yeah. one of the fastest players on the team. Yeah. Um, and that shows, you know, especially on kickoffs and punts. He's up on that guy quick. And so, yeah, I would say we're missing him in that respect, definitely. Yeah. Um, and also, in terms of safety, when you look at the guys behind them, you know, he is better than them. Yeah. You know, especially when you look at Donovan Wilson, he's still got a long way to go yet. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's just that there just seems to have been a lack of leadership once he went out about three games ago. You know, I... I Personally, I would have thought that Byron Jones would be the guy to step up. And once again, he just seems to be very quiet. I'll do my job. That's it. Xavier Woods has tried to step in, but he's given away penalties. He's a bit hot-headed. Probably the best player we've had in the secondary in recent weeks has been Jordan Lewis. Yeah, yeah. You know, he seems to be the only kind of spark that's there in the secondary but have you any opinion on it yourself Graham? If you were to if I was to say the top 10 players for effort every single week Jeffy would be in it. Yeah. I think we, we that's 
that's one of the biggest things that we we need at the moment. We need effort players and guys that want to buy in. Um, I, I I think we do. I think we do miss him. I think when he when he doesn't contribute to the game as a whole, we miss him. I mean, I agree with all the gunner talk and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, yeah. But let's face it, we're missing a lot of things at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, um, it it just all seems to be adding up right now. And um, yeah, I think they, I think they do miss him. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But uh, is that the, that the only question there? That's Brian? the only question. <laughs> we'll throw it back over to you, Mike. <laughs> well, I mean, apart from that, that's all we've got this week on UK Cowboys TV. Uh, we will be back next week uh, as we look at the post-game show, which we'll do on Monday. I know usually it's a Monday, but we had a bit of a, a shift about yesterday and plans changed, so... We're back to normal scheduling next week. Um, but uh, from myself, from Brian and Graham, make sure you go and follow us all on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, but we will see you next week. Thank you very much, guys. And how about them, Cowboys? See you next time. Good night. <laughs>